how I was so we were talking about this earlier. Okay. And not us, but like I was talking about with Jeremy when I was like, yo, I'm gonna record a podcast today. And he's like, Holy shit. And I'm like, I know. And he's who, who are you recording with? And I'm like, I'm gonna record with Jacob. And he's like, Nice. And I'm like, I know. We've only been talking about doing it for like two years yeah. at this point. I was telling Gabe outside the same thing. It's um, it's just funny because like we it wasn't like there was no specific reason other than my laziness and lack of uh, dedication to the podcast, but no, man, you know, like we work a lot of hours and so like, we're always tired. I mean, I'm tired when I get here a lot. Yes. <laughs> so then by the time we're finally done, I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to go home. <laughs> Dude. And then we were, we were literally just laughing about it on the way up here that, uh, the, the one time we were like, okay, we're going to record let's go smoke first yeah and then we just i was like we dude just played video games for hours <laughs> i was like i'm i was like i'm way too high right now to like record a podcast like it's gonna be super just so incoherent it um, was it was worth it though I oh mean, yeah we had fun we got I, it's quality time you know just time to fucking hang out play, yeah we played some n64 i think yeah. right yeah we were playing um there was like a japanese wrestling game that oh. wasn't even in it was like in japanese yeah, I think that was one. Of, it was one of the virtual. It was like No game. Mercy. Yeah, right. yeah. It was either I. Th- I don't can't remember if we played. It was Virtual Pro Wrestling one or two, but yeah, it's in. It's it's funny because like I had gotten those games, so like I had uh, obviously had the N sixty four system, uh, my personal favorite. Yeah. Uh, and grew up playing like No Mercy and Revenge and stuff like that. Yeah, and then those were the Friday night like, that's the Friday night console. Oh yeah, <laughs> Golden Eye, No Mercy. We used to play a Verge, uh, South Park, but there was like an option to play like Golden Eye, and you uh, can just on the South Park game. Yeah, really, it's pretty. It was pretty fun. Damn, used to do that. Damn, but, yeah. But I had so I had later on in my life, well, well into my adulthood, I was like, you know what? This is my first time like having like real money. I was like, I'm gonna try and collect all the <laughs> wrestling games that ever came out for N64. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, fucking living at home, I'm just like I need to spend my money on something. Yeah. I um, mean, you got money and you don't have no real responsibilities and you mm-hmm. got all that. Man. Dude. And so I did. I ended up just and it's hey, there's actually a lot of like wrestling games for N sixty four and most of them are really bad. Um cough cough uh wcw backstage assault really oh, yeah really bad game Didn't like that um but no so then there's like a couple games like they were japanese games that i had uh, i had bought them on ebay but i don't know if a lot of people may not know this but when you get n64 cartridges from japan like a japanese cartridge they do not fit in a u.s n64 console yeah they have no, like if I, was, you, I wasn't aware we were playing on like a different yeah, oh, there's is there some that you have that we didn't play? Is that what you're saying? So no, so what what you have to do is like if if you look if you notice on the bottom of a N64 cartridge, there's like a little like notch at the bottom. Yeah, that I guess like fits makes it fit right, uh, and the notch is different on the Japanese consoles or the Japanese cartridges too. So what I had to do is I had like some games, uh, some N64 games that I just had that I never fucking played, like Glover and like. I don't know, excite a bike. So I like took those, my buddy, uh, Ian, I, I think Ian did it for me. Uh, shout out Ian. Uh, he used to work at a place, uh, that bought and resold, uh, video games and stuff. So he had like a tool that you could use 
to unscrew the back of the cartridges and oh, like switch it out. Yeah. And you, you switch out the back of the cartridge. Okay. So then it fits inside the American yeah. council because the chip or the, like the, the chip at the bottom, like will will work. It'll hey, read it. You made it work. You made Honestly, it work. Like <laughs> why, you know, you bought it and you couldn't play it. I'd be so frustrated. So I'd be happy that there was a way to work it out. For yeah. Sure. I was, I didn't know that at first. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck? I'm like slamming it in my fucking thing. I'm like, why is this thing not? You have like a hammer to it. Just beating the shit out of it. Like fucking work, man. Like, you rage quit life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, we, we fucking definitely played that game and it's, it's, it's dope. Cause it's literally like, like you said, it's, it's, it's the same like engine is no mercy. Yeah. And it's funny too. Cause like, since it was in Japanese, we were kind of like, Oh, we'll see what this does. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know if this is like a singles match, but I think yeah. it is like, there's gotta be like a, a tutorial online of somebody like being like, this oh, is sure. what the translations are. For or something. sure. That would be nice. Cause I mean, that's the internet, man. Everything's at your fingertips now. Yeah. Cause I would love to go through and play like the story mode in that. Like if there, I'm sure there is one. I mean, the no mercy wasn't one wasn't that great. So I'm not sure how good short. that one would be. Yeah, it was always like <laughs> I always remember like triple you, threat, triple threat. Like, can I just fight somebody dude, for a title? Then and then you fucking like you <laughs> wrestle some. Like when I remember when you wrestle for like the main belt, and then you're like, no, you got to fight the the light heavyweight champion. And then it's like fucking Crash Holly or something. And then they like they're so hard, and yeah. you just can't beat them. And, it's and then like, you're wondering why Crash Holly of all people are so hard to beat <laughs> you're like geez couldn't it be like the rock or something cool like, yeah you're just like fucking crash holly it can't be crash holly <laughs> no offense yeah yeah but then when you're a kid you're like you take it personally you're like no my guys should be way better than crash Holly. yeah this is ridiculous i'm gonna call somebody at wwf <laughs> and i'm gonna go playing uh so you mentioned playing the the south park game gold nine stuff like that oh, what, yeah. what, what were some other like n64 games that you liked playing growing up well, man, so I had a I had a real good friend named George, which he really still is my very good friend. Shout out. Shout George. out George. Uh, but we knew we've known each other since we were about before preschool. Uh, so my parents and his parents realized, oh, you know, they get along pretty well. So we ended up at the same school and every week after a while, we'd hang out every Friday, had our own little group. So we went through not just n64 but super nintendo yeah he had a dreamcast he always dreamcast yeah he always looked out and had really good systems but also i would get them late he'd get plenty of practice yeah and i would show up and he'd just kill me and embarrass me like <laughs> not even just on the game he would just like tear me down i'd be like, be like bro bro do you even play video yeah, games like yes i do i love them <laughs> not right now but no uh yeah so when we used to get together it was definitely a lot of wrestling, NBA Jam. Yep, for sure. I mean tournaments. Th that was easy. There were short games. Uh, yeah, and like I said, we played Goldeneye, um, and then we played. So that's that. There was a mode in South Park where you could split screen it, and just basically, yeah, you could shoot each other with chicken eggs. <laughs> so like, <laughs> do you remember what the name of that game was? Or no, it was just the South Park game. Just the South Park. Yeah, game? Yeah, but there's a mode in the game where you could do that. Like if you do the multiplayer. Yeah. I haven't played it in so long. So, but uh, yeah, then then when we had when he had Dreamcast, we'd play Jet Set Radio a lot. And I remember we play like a Simpsons Hit and Run. Yes, dude, that, that game is so. <laughs> it's kind of good. underrated. It really is. I was like, man, you know, it's so stupid. But it's the Simpsons. Like, it's kind of hard to 
dislike something from the simpsons it's know? like like low-key probably one of my favorite games that i ever played like, growing <laughs> up like i had it on ps2 i think um but like it's so it's so funny because there's like like really bad Simpsons games. Oh, like yeah. The Simpsons wrestling game is so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the regular Nintendo Simpsons games, they were kind of like, man, there's a lot going on here. I just want to play something like, you know, I, I like the arcade though version. The, the Simpsons arcade That's game. That's classic. So good. Like, we used to go to, uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, Fleetwood uh, Roller Rink in Summit. Uh, they they had an arcade machine there with, with uh, the Simpsons game. We used to go there all the time to just play that game. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about roller skating. But. I mean, really, like it's a good game, and you could play for a long time. I mean, it's a it's designed like that, though. Yeah. Obviously. But actually, speaking of Georgia, and honestly, my cousin Danny, who was just in town recently, we all went to this uh, place called Wright's Barnyard in uh, I think it's Lansing, Illinois. But uh, then they changed the name to Hollywood Park. But again, during oh, the summer, we were like arcade rats. I mean, we'd all basically go up there every weekend play as much as we could they had golf they had go-karts they had had batting cages and uh specifically george he would like legitimately hustle older kids i mean he was that good he would he would literally be like oh if i if i play you you got to give me some tokens and like they (laughs) were younger like wait like i'm talking about he's talking to teenagers and we're still in grammar school just balls like nah if I play you, you got to give me five tokens. And like he would beat these kids and we'd just be laughing. Just get all these tokens. <laughs> it was pretty wild, yeah. That's pretty funny. I like that. But uh, yeah, man, I honestly miss going to arcades. It's like Emporium and that stuff's really cool. But I mean, now that we're adults, it's it just doesn't have the same, hold the same weight. You know, it's not as, uh, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's as huge of a deal. It's kind of like we're at a bar oh, and they have... <laughs> arcades you know no for sure i think too like when we were kids it was kind of just like there's all these different games yeah. and like and Stuff i feel like never heard of yeah and like now i feel like now as an adult too it's kind of like we have so much like we were talking about the internet earlier like the the, the internet's fucking at your fingertips like yeah. you have everything like at your disposal like immediately so like it kind of loses that that wow factor of just like oh look at all these different games it's like all right cool like I could fucking probably download all these games on my computer if I wanted to. Yeah. But it's still like, it, it still has that nostalgic feeling it's too. Like, it's like video stores, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, we can watch anything we want right now, basically. But like, I do miss going and picking something because of the box mm-hmm. and being like, all right, this looks interesting enough. <laughs> I used to love walking through the uh, adult no. section. Well, <laughs> Yes. I used to love, as a kid, we'd walk around and like, cause we'd be like, okay, you guys, cause there was uh, me, my brother, and my sister were my siblings. And usually, usually my parents would let us each get our own movie. Like if we were renting a video. Um, so we would all walk around and fucking pick our own shit. A lot of times me and my brother kind of like were into the same shit. Um, but we would walk down the aisles with like the horror movies and, look at all the cover, look at all the Jason covers and like, they're all so spooky and like, you know, like I remember specifically like the Jason goes to hell, uh, cover. I think oh, he had yeah. that like worm thing coming yeah. through the mask. That's and I'm so like, sick. I'm like, dude, that's so, like, we're like, that's so scary. Like these are probably the scariest movies ever. And like, we were always too afraid to like rent them. Like when we were little, little, <laughs> but then once we got a little bit older, it's like, okay, 
I think I'm ready to watch the Jason movies. Like, yeah. Because like, you'd go to school and there'd be kids that'd be like... They already saw it. They already saw it. They're like, you didn't see Jason yet? Like, you're what are you, 80. a baby? Like, <laughs> And be like, okay, like, time to watch Jason. And then you're just like, oh, this is not even that scary. Yeah. Honestly, uh, same. I think when I was younger, my parents weren't... And they still really aren't into horror movies. And that's more what I was into. Yeah. So um, me and my friend, again, George, <laughs> we'd go to this uh, local video store and we just rent all the scary movies. And the older I got still going by the covers, that's how I ended up renting like faces of death and stuff like that. And it got me really into like B horror movies, like slumber party massacre and nine, seven, six evil. And I mean, I don't know. I'm drawing blanks, but you know, just, <laughs> no, just stuff where I'm like, man, I don't know. I feel like this movie is going to be cool because the cover's cool and I saw it and it sucked, but I'm like, I still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had friends that worked at video stores. So, you know, we'd show up and they'd recommend stuff to us or, you know, we'd just kind of like be like, all right, well, we'll just pay you for this so we can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what were some of your favorite movies like growing up? Like overall, I guess. Uh man, I we just watched it recently on a Saturday. Um Bill and Ted. Oh yeah. B- both the Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey for sure. The first one obviously I've seen was Excellent Adventure. But I feel like that those movies really like I wouldn't say like they woke up something in, in me. They influenced <laughs> me and like was like, man, music really can save the world. Like even though there was all the things that happened in between it, I know, you know, there's no real probability of somebody ever getting that big where they're like solving world hunger and stuff. <laughs> but it, but the music but, was, yeah. was the overarching like, yeah, kind of theme of, of I was the like, man, this is something different. You know, like I, I really just really like connected to it and, you know, I could watch it over and over and over and over. Uh, my Tia Stella, she made me a copy on VHS and I would literally <laughs> just, finish it rewind it start it over again again. and yeah so i gotta say that was probably my favorite definitely a go-to movie what about you (laughs) um we've i mean we've talked about this like this is like like you said we work a lot yeah (laughs) and uh we we always end up like sometimes in those late nights where it's just like all right guys let's talk about your favorite fucking movie (laughs) jeremy will always like he'll be going through that um yeah good old defending your movie podcast jeremy yes um uh i i always kind of said like i mean i have there's so many movies that i i feel like that's like one of my things that i always do i go this this fucking like whatever movie oh that's one of my favorite movies (laughs) like everything's everything's (laughs) one of my favorite movies but growing up i remember specifically like we I had, uh, I say we, but like my family had the, like the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS uh, and the, like the Indiana Jones trilogy on VHS. And that was like, that was my shit all the way. Like I was like, specifically, I would say Indiana Jones. I watched that a lot. Like I watched that a lot. And it's funny because I watched it like when I was probably like too young to watch it, I guess. Because there's kind of like a lot of violent and like like suggestive things that happen in those movies that you're just like as a kid they're they are so action-packed i mean they even have like that thing at disney world and disneyland yeah like a play or something yeah it was like a um 
what the fuck do they call it? Like the uh, perf- like the live performance, like yeah. stunt show kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there you go. It's a stunt show. But uh, I mean, like growing up too, like like I used to watch with my dad and my like my well my dad and then my uncle. Um, we would we would watch all the old Godzilla movies, like the black oh, and white yeah. ones, and those, those are fun. Though. They're so like I was just in like enthralled with like monster movies, like those like the 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 Godzilla movies, Gamera, uh, War of the Gargantuans, like yeah. um, just like these we like like people in suits kind of horror movie, like monster movies, like that like they're so cheesy, but like they're just fun. Like there's no other way to put it. Like they're just very en- enjoyable to watch. Uh, I just like watching shit get destroyed too. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like wrestling for the for the same reasons. I feel like that's why I like wrestling. It's like it's a whole you know. It's chaos. It, yeah, it's it's a, a symphony of destruction. Yes, so to speak. You know, and you're just watching it play out. How how is this gonna move? How's it gonna <laughs> work? And yeah, so yeah, I totally I agree with that for sure. But definitely, I mean, definitely the fucking Tremors movies, man. Those, oh yeah, those were like my shit growing up. <laughs> And then, like when I got when when it got older, like shout out Reba McIntyre. Shout out Reba, dude. <laughs> she dude, loves her kids and never stops. She never stops. And you know what? She's the triple threat. <laughs> she can act. Yeah. She can sing, and she's a babe. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like, you gotta love Reba. Gotta love Reba. Like, um, I would never in my life imagine somebody talking down to Reba McIntyre. I feel like I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Reba before. No, I mean like even in person. Like, in person? She she shoves somebody and then they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Yeah. There she, she's like, "That's right." You know, Reba she could points. probably she could probably run for president and I would vote for her. Yeah. And Maybe. then she turns out to be just like Trump. <laughs> We'd be like, "No, not again." Damn it. We were bamboozled. A single mom who loves her country. <laughs> there you go. Just rewrite the Reba song, <laughs> but use it about politics. Yeah, that works. I'm all right. You know, We're I guess you gotta I'm, write it. You gotta write the song. Now. I'm down. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right now. You put it. Put it on Twitter and make it will speak it into existence. This interview is over. <laughs> God, dude. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought now. Yeah, no worries. That's okay. Well, we were talking What's, about movies. Um, movies you know what we should talk about now what's up talk about music i like music i think you like music right i i think i'm <laughs> i love music i think i'd have to say that i i feel like i sacrifice most of my life for music so <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe. you could say you could say i'm kind of a fan of music a little <laughs> bit uh so yeah no, i i prefaced the post of this podcast i guess with the inclusion of your band east yes. moon east uh, moon, your yes. current your current band but that is not your first band no you've been in a lot of bands over the last couple of years since you started doing stuff so yeah uh, and you've told me stories like when we're at work we fucking talk about a lot of shit um let's start from the beginning like your you, your family comes from a you come from a musical family like your yes. family's performers uh start there let's talk about that well right off the bat my mom is a singer and she had been singing since she was a young girl but my tias my aunts are also singers and uh basically my uh grandfather would take them to like the local spots where they were at in uh south chicago like the bush area and uh basically they would perform you know and it was one of those things where they just loved to do it and uh, other aunts of mine, 
you know, other uncles, they all played music, trombone, trumpet, guitar, drums, bass. My dad picked up music, you know, obviously he, he hung around, met my mom, and then they started doing bands together. They have people I've seen, you know, they'll, they'll kind of have rotations come in and out as far as musicians go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I literally, so we lived in a flat apartment and they still live there. But they would practice in the dining room. And uh, basically, I mean, I would have school nights, but they'd have a wedding to perform during the weekend. And they'd be getting together with their band to practice three sets, like 30 songs. Damn. You know, make sure they had everything good. I'd be like trying to go to sleep, actually annoyed by it. When I was <laughs> when I was younger, like it was something about I liked the music that they played, but I guess it was just so embedded. I was so used to it that to me. You know, I was just like, this is your music. You know, I didn't I didn't care much at the time because now I have a new appreciation for all the stuff they played. But at the time, I was like, this is lame. This is boring. You're like, God damn it, mom yeah. and dad. I don't want to hear Sweet Caroline for the 16th time. <laughs> well, no, they weren't even playing that stuff. They were playing like R&B, like top 40, like, you know, uh, weird stuff like Aretha Franklin and Chaka Khan. And then they'd play like Mexican sets and everything like that. When Selena was popping, especially yes. when she passed away, they did a whole bunch of Selena songs. And I loved them. You know, I mean, I there was stuff that, yeah, I did love. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. I feel like as a kid, your parents, well, for me at least, it wasn't like my parents were like super cool to me. You know, your I, parents. Yeah, I was like, okay, they play music. Cool, you know. And like, uh, I didn't really know if I fit in with that. So at, at a young age... I was actually more influenced by basketball. Michael Jordan, you know, was mm-hmm. hot when I was like. He was kind of good at basketball. I think, <laughs> he was right? just, I would say he was okay. He was okay. He was no Reba McIntyre, but. <laughs> he can't run for president. No. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't vote for him. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I would vote for Mike. <laughs> probably. He'd probably be a better president than Trump, for you sure. Know, that's a whole nother sitch. That's a whole nother subject. But <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah. And then, yeah, no, but honestly, I was, like, really into basketball and wrestling. And um, I kind of just didn't pay attention to music. But I remember getting a little older, trying to find stuff on my own. And uh, one of my cousins came over, and we had a big stereo in the dining room. And it was one of those, like, tower stereos where, like, we had two tower speakers. And uh, it had everything, disc, disc drive, like, five CDs tape deck record player the radio and everything and my cousin's like have you ever heard of uh, nirvana <laughs> and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> or i probably said yeah to you know cat to be like yeah no yeah, I, of, I heard of course <clears throat> and he played it and it was just like it was just like a movie moment for me and i mean maybe that's kind of a cliche band because i know some people don't even like nirvana but it was just like the white noise of the tape and then you heard the guitar riff and we had it like, and my mom, what is still the type, turn it up, turn it louder, you know? So, and I heard it and I was just like, this sounds like nothing of what my parents play. Yeah. Like not even a little bit of what my parents play. So after, you know, watching Bill and Ted, I'm just like, I like the music, you know, I like the dudes like that kind of gave me, I like that personality. I, I'll feel like I took a little bit of that with me and the older I got, then I heard you know nirvana and so i wanted to look more into music and music like that and uh obviously i'd listen to the radio but then i started actively picking out bands 
okay, I like this band. I'm going to go buy their CD or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what started me like really learning how to play. I had a guitar for like three years before I even messed with it. <laughs> Sounds like me. And then I was just like, all right, I'm going to try to do this. And I just kept going. I kept going. I asked my dad for some tips. I didn't really take lessons. I started learning the basic stuff. He'd buy me books. I'd start to learn how to read tabs and like a little bit of music here and there. But um, I guess let me get into the first band. After a while, I started learning how to play and I was really into basketball. So I ended up on a team. It was the last year I was going to play. Every year I I never really got to play. It was kind of like, meh, you know, I didn't care about this last year, but I ended up on a team with this kid and uh, his, my parents and his parents made friends and they're like, oh, he plays drums. This guy, Mike Alvarez. So I didn't have a band. I was trying to start a band. It didn't really pan out. We got together and then my guitar player now, he actually came over and we started jamming with him and we had a little trio. We brought in another guy. Uh, named Taco, and we started a band called Blister in high school. And that was my first band. And we pretty much lasted through high school. What type of type of music? That, that was like straight up grungy, like, you know, like Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden type of shit. But we weren't good. You know, we were just kids. Like, we weren't good at keeping time. And we were still learning. But the thing about that was... We practiced every weekend and people from school would just follow us to the practice spot and we'd jam in the basement and everybody would hang out. And it was just like, so when we'd go and play like a local show, we'd have a little group that would come with us. Nice. And it was just like, it gave us a lot of confidence. And then uh, there was a teacher, Mr. Rodriguez, he put together the talent show. And at the time when I started school, we were the only band, like at least the only band that signed up for that shit in the school. And right off the bat, uh, people liked it. So every year, the first year, they were like, wow, this the kids love this shit. <laughs> so it was fun. <laughs> so the second year, he, made a, he had a headline, play last, you know. And then every year after that, we'd get to be the last band and, you know, it was it was cool to be able to express myself like that, especially because like contrary to popular belief, I was very shy for a <laughs> very long time. It was always like, speak up, hey, speak up. I can't hear you. And then that game that gave me something, you know. Um, but yeah, after high school, that band disbanded. But then my drummer from that band. uh, Well, actually, the guitar player from that band and a couple other guys, we started another band It was like more like a new metal band called Ode to Fall. Nice. And uh, at the time, like, I don't know, I was listening to hardcore music. I was actually over new metal, but we were, I I just like had my friends, they were making music. I liked what they were doing. And so kept started going with that. That fell apart, <laughs> you know, moved on with uh, my old drummer, one of my best friends, uh, well, a couple of my best friends, to be honest, we had a hardcore band called Burn by Her. And then in that band, I think because I was out of high school officially and they were getting out of high school, we started taking it more seriously. We started doing like weekend warrior tours and like whatever little things we could get on. 
And we ended up playing with like really cool bands like this band Pariah we played with a lot. We played with this other band called Harlots. Um, we played with like a band called See You Next Tuesday. <laughs> um, and like this other band called Tower of Rome, He Who Corrupts. Like there's some good Chicago band, like hardcore bands, grindcore bands, whatever you want to call it, that we got to play with. But I think we were so young that even though a lot of those bands liked us, it was still hard to get taken seriously. And um, why do you feel like that? I think I think we just carried ourselves like kids, you know, like we, we well, you were like up, 18, 19 years yeah, old, right? So we'd show up and we do our thing and like, you know, we'd get compliments and it felt cool. But I think we just didn't understand what we were supposed to do. We And I feel like we still made good headway with everything we did. But, uh, you know, it it was a learning experience. And that band ended up breaking up. So for a while, I didn't have anything to do. I met up with some of these guys from Northwest Indiana. And uh, I'm kind of skipping bands, too, because some bands we tried and we didn't really do much with them. So we were trying to start a band with this one dude. Uh, that didn't work, but these other guys just so happened to be looking for a bass player and a guitar player. This other dude, he sang, but he was playing bass. He was attempting to learn. So we joined this band called The Nightmare Affair. And then The Nightmare Affair was like a weird whirlwind because <laughs> people already knew who they were uh, because our singer, his name's Stephen Michael Sopsich, he ended up passing away. And, Rest uh, in peace. Yeah, love that guy. In 2011, um, but this was like 2006, we were in this band, The Nightmare Affair. And uh, Northwest Indiana, people knew who they were, and people loved this guy. Like, our front man, I've told you about him before. This dude, Steven, was just, like, alluring. Like, there was something about him. He was an asshole, but you wanted him to like you. Like he was an, <laughs> He's a natural showman. Yeah. Like, and then when we'd play, like, he he was such a lazy person. And then when we'd play, he's running back and forth and just going crazy. And, you know, and then by the end of it, he's back to his, like, really withdrawn, like, just chill self. And, you know, he had the looks. He had the height. He had the voice, you know, especially for metal. Like, he could pig squeal. And, you know, everybody was just like, man, this guy's really cool. He put it all into his performance. Yeah, you know, and so like I was coming off of Burn by Her feeling like, man, nobody's taking us seriously and I'm in another band and people are taking us seriously and we got to do some cool shows. Like we played a show where uh, with Devil Wears Prada, like before they even did anything, we'd play a couple shows, uh, The Number 12 Looks Like You. Uh, we played a show with, uh, man, I don't know, because like some of this stuff's a blur. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you with wrestling, bro. <laughs> I just can't remember shit because I <laughs> probably have CTE. No. But. but you know what? Like, but a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it blends together, too, because yeah. it's so but much happening I was going to say, I also feel that because I don't know how many concussions I've gotten at shows, too. <laughs> Dude, I can imagine. <laughs> like I, I used to, well, I used to, sometimes I still do, but I used to really like every show I was shaking my head all crazy. And I definitely fell and got a huge knot on my head one time. Just fucking banged it off yeah. something. Yeah. That's uh, scary, though. So, yeah. So, Nightmare Fair ended up breaking up. And then that singer, he wanted to do something else. We wanted to do something else. I brought in one of the guys from Burn By Her. This is my, my best friend, Alex. And uh, we all started a band called Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. And... <laughs> 
the knot on my head story is from that. <laughs> Cause so we practiced, we practiced and practiced and we had our set and we were just going to blow through a 25 minute set. We we're going to play nonstop. We decided no more metal. Let's just be messy thrash, like go really fast and blah, blah, blah. So we play this show. It's our debut show. We're playing it in like August. It's super hot. We're playing in an Eagles club basement. And, uh, we bought a gallon two or a gallon of green drink, like shitty Kool-Aid from the gas station across the street. And my singer, <clears throat> my singer, that dude, Steven, again, I tell you, we start playing, he's running back and forth. So as soon as we start playing, he uncaps the green drink and starts throwing it at the crowd. <laughs> and he's just running back and forth. And I'm in flip flops and I'm like realizing there's a puddle all over my oh, equipment. No. There's all this like green drink all by my feet. And uh, yeah, I ended up just like slipping. And when I like slipped, I fell forward and I hit my head on the corner <laughs> of a table that was literally right next to me. And uh, I bounced on the floor and I had like a whammy bar. So like when I bounced on the floor, I landed on my guitar. And I was like, Boom. it like threw me back. <laughs> <laughs> And I like just got back up, and then again I went with the violent head shakes. For you the, just no sell it, You're yeah. Like, no, for the fuck it, yeah. And I since we already planned on not stopping the whole set, I just played the whole set. But by the time I was done, I could not speak properly, and I was like really dehydrated, and I felt like, you know how like when you haven't slept. And then you get, you're doing stuff the next day and your eyes just feel like they're constantly burning. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I felt like. And then all of a sudden somebody looked at my head and a huge golf ball size knot with a little crack and it was some blood coming down the side. They were oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no, that you for sure. You for sure were concussed. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, bro, like the, I mean like these lights and like, and they're like, bro, what, <laughs> what planet are you on? <laughs> they're like, but Man, it was wild. I and then I tried to drive like way after that, and that was also a terrible idea. Yeah, I lost all sense of direction. I didn't know where exactly I was going. But yeah, so that band lasted for a while. But then Stephen decided he Stephen and our bass player at the time, Dan Tipton, they decided they didn't want to be part of it anymore. They're like, hey man, we're gonna step out. You guys do you, and we're like, you know, we were defeated. But then we played. Uh, we decided to play as a trio. So it was me, Alex, and our drummer at the time, Chris Foss. Uh, still called ourselves Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. And since we came, again, from the Nightmare Fair, people knew Steven. Then we're in Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. People are like, oh, he's in this too. So we're getting stuff. And then he dips. But because of the notoriety, we had stuff booked. So we played uh, this place called, well, a fest called Bled Fest with... Uh, we played with La Dispute. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other bands. This band called Versa Emerge. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of some of the cool bands. Oh, He Is Legend was one of the bands that played that too. But uh, yeah. Was this around the time too? Like when I post posted the photo of you on stage playing a show at the Metro in Chicago. Uh, was that with uh, Standing on the Shoulders with Giants? Or? Yeah. So, see, that band went through a weird stage. I feel like we wanted to hold on to the name because we realized we did a lot of promoting. It's a good name, too. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but at, at, a, at a point, it had to die. 
a, we started as a hardcore band. Steven and Dan left. We did a trio thing and we we're like, this isn't like, we felt like we could do more. So we had some buddies in a band called the chemist versus the computer. This dude, Jimmy Wernis and another guy named Nick Raduka. We had, their band broke up. They came and they played with us and we started making more rock and roll music. We started recording an album and then realized we were putting like all these keyboards and all these extra effects on it. And Tara was always helping us with the merchandise and everything like that. And she is Tara's your Tara wife. Tara is my wife, yes. <laughs> and so we were like, yo, just uh come in and, you know, help it out. Like we might as well. So and it'll become part of that and everything. And uh it's just like, dude, we that band had so many <laughs> different things that happened. So then we lost we we left Foss. Oh no, actually no, Jimmy and Nick left. And then Jimmy came back. And then Foss left. And then we got a different drummer. And then uh when we got a different drummer, Jimmy was like, maybe not have Tara. <laughs> we don't <laughs> Yeah, which was a kind of a weird like Some spot weird to conversation put. to have. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, Well, you know, bands have like four members, right? And like we're gonna start something new. What's the difference? And so that kind of didn't work. She came back and then we had a different, our drummer left. He kind of went MIA and then we got a different drummer. And then when we had the different drummer, his name's Steve Carr. He's from a band called exotic animal petting zoo. Uh, when he came, that's the Metro show. <laughs> oh, okay. So technically it is standing, but standing on the shoulders of giants, but man, we just, just a couple different lineup changes in between. Yeah, and that is why the band had to die. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. No, that's understandable because at that point it's probably yeah, it's, exhausting yeah. to kind of be and like. Then, and then they they started another band called Us as Caravan, and then me and Tara moved on. We we started another band called Light Moves, and then Light Moves didn't really pan out. And East Moon happened right before COVID. We uh, started writing some songs and then just brought it all together. It's funny because like so the bass player that we have is from light moves the band we had before this mm -hmm. my guitar player tony casanova my bass player is eric stanley tony casanova he was my guitar player in that first band blister me and tara we were in standing on, on the shoulders of giants together light moves and now this band and our drummer is a new guy but he's with a bunch of he plays in another band called low country and uh they're all people we've known since i wasn't burned by her basically so and actually their bass player or their guitar player played bass and standing at some point too. His name's Michael Aaron Anderson. Really? So it's it's so it's, it's like a community. Yeah, <laughs> you keep it close to home, and yeah. it's people you're comfortable with, people you you know that you have uh, a rapport with that you know can play, and yeah, you guys kind of all have the same vibe. You're definitely gonna have to edit this. <laughs> There's no editing. Oh no, but it'll happen. Well, I was gonna say, you know, sorry for the rambling, but the thing is. I'm like, I've always been like that. Like I've treat the band as family. Like, you know, even some of my old band members, I still keep in touch with, you know, there it's a brotherhood to me. Like, uh, it's one of those things where it's sacred. Like I don't share it with everybody. So like if you're in a, if we're in a band together, I literally, I really let my guard down around you. And I, I just, I have a lot of respect for the people I've got to play music with. You know what I'm saying? That's good. I mean, that's that's. I think it's important too, because like music specifically. I mean, just from speaking from 
an outsider's perspective, it's very it's a very personal uh, art form. It's very emotional. And in order for you to kind of have that comfortable comfortability, <laughs> can't talk. Yeah, comfortability. Comfortability uh, with other people like that, you kind of have to let your guard down. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's 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 really cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I said, when I when I first was around music with my parents playing. I did not see any kind of emotional value. It was just, uh, you know, like you keep talking. <laughs> it was just one of those things where, like, uh, okay, they play this so they can play weddings, and people are gonna dance and they're gonna make some money, and I'm gonna get it to go plate, you know. <laughs> but it, but which is not a bad gig. Yeah, no. But like once I realized, once I started playing music, I feel like I've always worn my heart on my sleeve as a musician, you know, like I really try to put myself out there, express myself as a musician. And so again, if I'm in a band with somebody with the people that I'm, that I play music with, you know, like I appreciate that we're all doing this together. Uh, and I get to express, you know, whatever with them, you know, we're all all like there, the air is an open canvas and we're painting the picture. You know, I like that. That's it's a Basque that cloak, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you mentioned that your current band East Moon, uh, you guys kind of like formed right before COVID happened, and then obviously COVID fucked everyone's lives up. And but now the world's kind of coming back together, mm-hmm. and you know people are going to shows again. People are doing yep. shit. Uh, what's what's the what's been going on in East Moon world? I guess like. Uh, We've talked a little bit about it at work, but for for everybody that's interested. Yeah. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate having the opportunity to talk about East Moon, by the way. Fuck yeah. And being here in my Violent Tendencies podcast with yeah. Z Matt Nix. Cheap pop, cheap pop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cheap pop, August 5th at the Logan Square. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We get the ad the ad read right in the middle. Yeah. But no, um, so we started right before what happened was Light Moves was kind of ending, but we didn't know if it was or not. And me, Eric, and Tara, we were like, man, we still want to do something. We weren't sure if our drummer was still down. And Tony hit me up, said, I have a song, no pressure. Would like you guys to just mess with some stuff on it. And I was like, well, can I show Eric too? He's like, yeah, of course, because he was in another band with Eric at another point. So, again, we all kind of coexist here. He kind of like, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he respects his opinion as well. So uh, then we were just like, oh, you know what? This is cool. Like, let's try to find a drummer. So we came across DJ, our our drummer now, and I knew of him, but we'd always cross paths and, you know, we played in other bands. Like he played shows in another band when we were still in Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. So we were familiar, came over, jammed, and we we're like, all right, like this, this could actually be pretty cool. You this know? feels good. So we wrote a, uh, I want to say we wrote like maybe four or five songs and then COVID happened, but I swear the second we were able to like, okay, you guys can practice, you know, you guys, people can get back together in small spaces and blah, blah, blah. We came out and we wrote like five, six more songs and we just kept going. Um, and then we recorded, luckily Tony, he has a bunch of equipment. So we DIY recorded it. And right now our music is in post-production. 
we we're only going to release five songs and uh we're going to try to do our single it's called long drive sooner than later so that's exciting i mean i can imagine like especially with the amount of time um in between obviously yeah. from covid and stuff that it's probably you're you're anxious to kind of like get oh, this yeah. shit fucking going and yeah to us it's like you don't exist unless you have music out you know what i mean like i swear to god you play a show there's always going to be somebody that says hey i like that is there anywhere online i could listen to it and if you're like no they're gonna forget it yeah <laughs> so i i honestly don't like playing shows like that but i love playing shows so we got a couple coming up too we're playing uh august 13th I think that's Saturday, August 13th mm -hmm. at this place called the Crowbar on the east side of Chicago. Not to be confused with East Chicago, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, for, for nobody, anyone who's not on the inside on that joke, we, I fucking, I fuck with Jacob all the time where I'm just like, yeah, you're from Indiana, right? It is not the same. He gets so fucking mad he's just like it's I'm, not i'm, I'm like, not from indiana I'm like you want to see my id it says chicago illinois <laughs> <laughs> also i was born in the south chicago hospital <laughs> but it's no, so funny but yeah so it's on the corner of 106 on the east side uh but i will mention an indiana landmark it's near the horseshoe casino so if you've ever been out there hell yeah shout out horseshoe <laughs> lost a lot of money there <laughs> i have I, I can't say i have i've actually avoided that place pretty well <laughs> they have a good buffet yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most I've ever done is sneak up at the... We used to go all the way to the top of the parking garage at night when we were, like, underage, and we'd just hang out up there. Just fucking just hang out, smoke cigarettes, <laughs> and throw bottles off the top of Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, we're... Uh, I'm not going to get into things that we did when we were kids, but yeah. That's, this, is a, <laughs> this is a safe space. This is, <laughs> this is a children's show. <laughs> No, yeah. Oh, there so, should not be any children listening to this show. <laughs> we have a uh, yeah. We have that show coming up August thirteenth at at Nest or Crowbar. It's called Nest Fest, and I'm pretty sure it's free. Maybe like a donations type of thing. Sure. Um, and then we're playing. Do you know about what time you guys might be playing, or is it just like an? We're all playing. Day? We are playing at six o'clock, but there's other bands playing. And sick from last year. There's definitely some cool bands that are playing, especially after us. Uh, and there's a lot of good food. Mm -hmm. Like there's definitely like there's like uh, queso tacos oh, yeah. and stuff like You've that from uh, my guy AJ at South Avenue Catering. Uh, I'm doing some shout outs today, though. You know, what? Yeah. we love the love. shout outs. We it's love the love. shout outs. Like I, I've always that's how I've always thought, you know, if I have an opportunity to do something, I do it. <laughs> I always try to do that, you know. But um, then we might be playing. We're supposed to be playing a show at Golden Dagger over here in Chicago. Nice. On the 20th of October. Uh, we don't have anything for September, but we're still trying to book stuff. Like, that's another thing, too, is uh, since everything's more opened up, you know, I'm just trying to find the right people to hit up and hopefully people hit us up because we definitely want to play shows, especially once this music's out. We want it to be heard. Yeah. You know, that's the whole reason you play music, <laughs> you know? No, I know. I definitely feel that. Um, like you said, if it's it's kind of the same with wrestling that you say um, with music, you're like, if, if you don't have anything online, then it, it, do you really exist? And it's kind of the same thing with wrestling. Yeah. It's if you're not out there doing it, do you really exist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. It's like, I, I hate it because I, I'm actually not a huge fan of social media like that. I like to use it because uh, it's kind of like a big bulletin board. 
So when you want to say things or, you know, make a statement or, or whatever, you know, you could just kind of shout it out. Kind of just throw it out there. But I'm always leery when people don't have any social media. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> How do you work? Yeah. Like, like, there's no way you're not lurking on somebody else's social media or something. Or, you, or maybe they have fake accounts and they lie about it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I... I do have a bunch of questions. Oh, sweet. If you want to fucking yeah. answer some of these questions. Yes, I do. And they are, well, we got a question from Alfredo, who uh, is one of the freelance students. Shout out, shout out Alfredo. Shout out Alfredo. He's, he says, is the podcast back? Oh, nice. I don't know, man. I'll I let think, you take this one. <laughs> I think it's back. I think it's back. <laughs> yeah, it's back, baby. It's back, baby. It never left. It never left. It, it was, was we just we just do it when we have time or like <laughs> I'm not like spiraling out of control. Um <laughs> it was just on hiatus, you know. Yeah. Uh but I got a bunch of questions from our good friend Alberto, oh. aka Scrump. Shout out, yeah. Shout out Scrump. Shout out Scrump. Uh he's he got a bunch of them here. Okay. <laughs> First one. Uh a children's cartoon character that you would fight. <laughs> that I would fight? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Caillou. Caillou? Okay, why would you fight Caillou? Man, I swear. He looks like he has well, I'm not gonna go there. He looks yeah. like a sick child. <laughs> no, man. All that kid ever did was Wyatt. And I swear to God, like we used to babysit our niece and she'd just watch Caillou and was the type of kid that would cry if he changed the channel. So we would leave it on and I'm like, all that kid does is whine. Like all he does is whine. So I'd want to punt him. Like, Hell yeah! Just be like, yo. I mean, I don't have to beat him up. Just you know, a couple of punts, oh. one or two, perhaps. I think I think I would want to fight Peggy Hill from King of the Hill. <laughs> Why is it? Because she's way too confident. She she is way too confident, and she needs to get knocked down a peg, man. <laughs> a peg, no a pun pe intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> dude. She sucks, though. She's the worst. <laughs> All right, but I would have. I wouldn't. Here's the thing, though, is I wouldn't hit a woman. Yeah. So you just kick her. I would just. <laughs> <laughs> i would i would just uh i don't know what i would do I, I wouldn't hit a baby but i'd punt a caillou i would i would have to just wrestle her and then like choke her out or some shit well that's that's actually kind of worse <laughs> i don't know maybe i would just annoy maybe her maybe you have like, a different issue with peggy hill <laughs> maybe uh okay berto berto's questions continue uh who uh who is the most famous person that you've met the most famous person that i've met Man, honestly, I feel like probably here somebody. Uh, I don't know. I want well. I waved at Bruce Willis. He <laughs> <laughs> he waved back at me. Really? <laughs> yeah, we uh they uh shot Mercury Rising behind my parents' block, and so you know you, we were just going gawk. Just because, check out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because they were filming. And they were doing a scene, and he was just standing outside, and everybody was, like, waving to him. And I waved, and he waved back at me. But I didn't meet him. I feel like, yeah, probably here, the most famous person I met, probably, like, Mick Foley or something. Uh, maybe I'm drawing a blank, but, I mean, I, I feel like I've never really went out of my way. I Like, I don't go to comic book conventions or anything like that. I, yeah. I... I I just kind of meet people <laughs> wherever I'm at. You yeah, know wherever saying? you can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like for me, it would, it would probably be a wrestler. I would just I haven't I haven't really met that many like celebrity celebrities. Like I mean, like Billy Corgan 
kind of, but yeah, I would say probably Billy well, or like, I mean, I guess I didn't consider music. I met Dave Grohl. Yeah. He's pretty fucking yeah. famous, bro. I, well, I met Dave Grohl and I had like a decent conversation with him. Actually, I met him at the Metro back in the day when cameras, you had to like buy the disposable and wind it and everything. And uh, I came and I had my hair like him and everything. And I had a little goatee and he was like, hey, man, <laughs> we kind of look alike. He might have just been ribbing me. But still, he's like, you want to take a picture? And I was like, yes. So he took the picture, but he must have covered the flash because when I developed it, that Good. picture was not in there. Oh, and I was so like, I was like, man. But I mean, I had my friend with me. You know, it wasn't like that didn't happen. You know? Right. No. And it's like one of those things, too. It's like it, it happened. You know, it happened. Yeah. So it's like a personal memory. Yeah, it was. It was still like it was nice because actually it was at the Metro, which we, is sick. Yeah, we won. I, I went there because they had a thing the night before. My friend won tickets. And he's like, well, you invited me to this. My friend Flavio Rivera, by the way. Shut up, Flavio. <laughs> and uh, he was like, hey, you invited me to this. Let's go to that. And so we went at the Metro. They hung out. They came out and signed autographs. Well, he did, at least. Uh, I'm pretty sure I met Taylor, too. But I was definitely more geeked about Dave Grohl. Right. For sure. I was like, whoa, you're the Nirvana guy. It's Dave <laughs> fucking Grohl. <laughs> you're the guy. Uh, another question. Which president, which president could you beat in a fist fight, Abraham Lincoln or Obama? Um, well, I feel like Obama's from the South Side, right? Yeah, I feel like he's scrappy. Yeah, he 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 fucking and, he, and he's he's way taller than me. So yeah. is, so is Abraham so is Lincoln. Abe. But here's the thing about Abraham Lincoln: I don't feel like he had any calcium in his bones. <laughs> I, w- I would just like I would just. Like kind of like sidekick the the shin. He snap. Try to like snap it, you know, and then but it uppercut says, him in his dumbass. It says beard. beat him in a fist fight though. Fist you fight. can't throw any kicks, bro. I mean, hey, if you like the great Ric Flair said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could probably beat either of them because, like, like you said, they're both tall. I'll just they, give him a nice Hadouken. They Hadouken. both got they both got the long reach. They dude, they would yeah. just and fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. So he, I mean, he's he's probably got some toughness to him. That's a pretty good question. <laughs> That's a good one. I really, I'm still like thinking about it now. Uh, which Pokemon would you eat? I mean, I feel like the most sought after is, is Pikachu. So it only makes sense that <laughs> he, I don't know. Is that like, is that like eating a dog? I don't, I, don't know. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he's a mouse, so like, it's like eating a rat, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. I think for the sake of like logic, I think the best Pokemon to eat would probably be Execute, because it's just a bunch of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you just fucking just fry them up. Fry them up. <laughs> you, we, we could just share a... Hey, could we just get a plate of... A <laughs> plate of Executes, maybe a side of Tauros meat. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. That'd be Would good. you like anything to drink with that? <laughs> <laughs> the blood of my enemies. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would you consider wrestling's biggest what if? Man, wrestling's biggest what if. I feel like, what if they stopped unifying these titles? <laughs> <laughs> they like, love doing that shit, though. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like cross- company like fights should be able to happen Mm -hmm. i feel like there's money to be made there 
And I know that's not necessarily a what if because you never know. Vince is gone all of a sudden. So, yeah, uh, you know, stranger things have happened in Hawkins, Indiana. <laughs> but uh, I feel like if if I could see it, prime Kenny versus prime Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Like, I honestly think that would be something of beauty. And I wish, I wish uh, Brian Pillman never died. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I'm like, I watch him too, and I'm like, he he still had a lot that he could have done, but. Could you imagine him in the Attitude Era? Just like yeah. his, his fucking wild ass. I couldn't. I couldn't. But I wish I could. He would definitely <laughs> pull more guns on people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> By this time around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd show up with a, a like machine gun, straight up AK-47. <laughs> and he'd actually shoot it, but it would be like paintball. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, for me, I you, you mentioned Shawn Michaels, and I, I think about this all the time. Rent-free in your head. Rent-free. Uh allegedly the plan for WrestleMania 22, I think was supposed to be Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh man. And that, I just think about that constantly, like literally two of my favorite of all times, just like literally two of the best wrestlers who's ever laced up a pair of boots. Yeah. You know, like there would have been magic, man. I couldn't imagine. That's a, that's another one too. Like, yeah. Uh, what if Eddie Guerrero didn't die? (laughs) Didn't die. What if Chris Benoit, didn't, didn't die, die. <laughs> and kill his family it's good all responsibility that, that's all the what-ifs for me like man i would have loved to see those guys go a little bit longer um but right now i feel like wrestling's in kind of a good spot i mean I, i'm i'm not trying to be biased but i do enjoy aew for sure uh that's dope yeah they they got a lot going on sometimes but it's it captures my attention um your favorite and least your favorite and least favorite tattoos that you've gotten um i think my favorite is this uh nice little sparkly wwf tattoo oh sick old school wwf logo with the Shawn michaels logo the ultimate warrior logo bret hart and macho man logos i always forget you have that on your leg yeah i mean you know, it's only I'm not looking at your legs all the time. <laughs> you should be. I should be though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there. Hey, hey, buddy, my legs are down there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like that one a lot. I actually got it touched up because it was just a outline of the WWF tattoo. Mm-hmm. Once I got it, I was like, wow, this was like, I saw new life. And then my least favorite, I want to say, uh, is probably one of my second tattoos. I got a real heart on my back of my bicep and I got the words on one side, my heart in your hand <laughs> and the other side, it says my heart on my sleeve. And I, I really thought I was being so edgy. She's like, this is so yeah. profound. And then he was like, well, what do you want me to do in between? I was like, I don't know, just do like a design. And it ended up like a little tribal. So then I wanted to get it covered up. So I got a shitty smashing pumpkins heart, but I don't know, just really not even the heart. I like the way the heart looks. But the text and the fact that I got this shitty black heart when I could have got something else, you know, dude, uh, I'm like, man, I, I got to do something about that one. 
I mean, I got a lot of unfinished tattoos, though. I can't say I hate any of them, to be honest. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't really hate them because if, if you if you yeah. hated them, you wouldn't have got it. To be honest, like I kind of looked at it like, who cares? I have tattoos. Like, yeah, you know, I liked them. I like tattoos, and I have them, so it's all good. No um, bias. For me, I would. I think my favorite is probably this. I have this like um, Vegeta. It's Vegeta's fucking skull with his hair. And he's got a dragon ball for an eye, and then it's just his bad man underneath it. I'm like, that's fucking cool. And it like kind of looks like a fucking like a sugar skull kinda. Yeah. Like the same style. Um I had a kid, literally a kid at the time, uh, this kid Justin, that I, I I think I just like came across him on Instagram and I was like, yo, oh, cause he I he had posted this tattoo, but he did it on somebody else, or he drew it for somebody else. And I had him draw it for me, but like changed it a little yeah. bit. And then he drew me a couple different ones. Like I have this other one. It's the Saiyan uh, Royal Crest with like the Chicago flag draped over it. Um, those are like my, I guess probably my two favorites. Nice. He drew those for me and then I got him tattooed and he like lost his shit. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody got my shit tattooed. I was like, hell yeah, dude. You're like, you're good. You're a good artist. Uh, I would, I think my least favorite would have to be my first tattoo I got which was uh it's it's on the back of my left calf it's the USA wrestling logo which USA wrestling is like the governing body for like amateur wrestling in yeah. the United States um which everyone's just like why do you have america on your leg it's <laughs> like cuz i love america I bro love, i fucking Lo- love america love it or leave it my guy yeah. <laughs> um but i got it i got it uh i was standing up in uh my my wrestling coach coach joe shout out coach joe Nice. Uh, I got it when I stood up in his uh, second wedding, and all the groomsmen got this tattoo, like for like, like yeah, groomsmen thing. Yeah. We're, we were all wrestlers, so we fucking we were like, yeah, this is fucking sick. It was my first tattoo. Um, it's pretty cool. Like I I I like it, but I'm like, it, but also since like his the that marriage did not last very long, so oh. and now it's just like a reminder yeah, of that. Now you guys just have it, <laughs> but it's sick. But Congratulations. it's I guess I guess in in retrospect, it's probably my least favorite one. But um, let's see what else we got here: uh, a hamburger shaped hot dog or a hot dog shaped hamburger. I mean, <laughs> a hamburger shaped hot dog. A hot dog shaped hamburger would look like poop. <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking the same thing. So I'm gonna have to go with the with the, the hot first. dog yeah. shaped hamburger. <laughs> yeah. I think that would that would be. I, I mean, feel like it would e- still be good. Either one would be yeah. good, but the the hot dog shaped hamburger would look it's, less yeah, gross. It's food either way, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what sitcom would you reboot? Um, man, honestly, they tried to do like the girl meets world thing, but like. Mm-hmm. Boy Meets World would be still cool. <laughs> like rebooting that? I'd watch it. Uh, I don't know for me. Like, hmm. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> that's a good question, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really give a fuck about reboots, to be I mean, honest. Right off the top of my head, that's what I said. But, like, because I don't put much thought into it. <laughs> like, as far as as far as TV, I'll kind of, like, find something out of the shit that the, that's out there. Yeah. You know? I always find something that I'll be like, yeah, I like this. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, blockbuster or Hollywood video? Um, I'm going to have to go with 
Hollywood video. The reason is, is they used to have like a game crazy or something in there. Yeah. And I would trade games constantly. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I would also say Hollywood and video. You, and you could rent games there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you could have Blockbuster, but Blockbuster always had just like Blockbuster movies, you know? Yeah. Like there was a little bit of different, and again, I liked horror, like B-horror. It was easier to find at Hollywood video. Uh, I, d- I also just didn't have a Blockbuster near me growing oh. up, so... Fuck Blockbuster. Yeah. Hollywood video for life. For life. Uh, what's the weirdest thing your spouse does? The weirdest thing my spouse does. Um, I don't know. She does a lot of weird things. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I begin? Um, I don't know. Honestly, that I think that's why I love her. Because like, we're both super weird. <laughs> we both do weird things together. So I'm really trying to like pick my own brain about this one. This is interesting. Um, I have to. I also have to kind of think about this. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, because well. we're both fucking weird. Like we said, we're both fucking weirdos. So like, <laughs> yeah, like she kind of like I could honestly be like just <laughs> like you know how Bart Simpson in the in the one episode of The Simpsons where he's young and he's going around and he's like, I am so great. I I could be doing that and clanking things together and she will totally ignore me. <laughs> so like I know that's weird to her but she doesn't say nothing. Um well, it drives me crazy but she can sit in complete silence. Like she could like legit just sit on the floor and just like pet the cats and like not even be on her phone or nothing and I'm just like I need a lot of noise. <laughs> you know? the silence is dying. Yeah, like she- <laughs> Well, I'll be eating and I can hear every chew mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I think the, what, I yeah. think the weirdest thing Nicole does <laughs> and it's like, it's just, we all do weird shit with our pets. Like, uh, and like, she'll like, cause we have Lexi, a tiny little fucking chihuahua. Uh, she'll like be fucking with her and then she'll be like, <sighs> like trying to like, like she's Act like, like pretend, she's going to bite her. Yeah. Or like try to put, she's like, I'm going to stick her head in my mouth. <laughs> And like it's not gonna fit but like the dog gets so like annoyed by it and she won't bite her but like she'll be like ah like screaming at her and shit that's funny i mean tara, tara likes to attract cats i mean she'll like she'll put food outside and everything like that i mean she she's helping but then all of a sudden we have a bunch of cats in the yard <laughs> yeah and then you got a whole like, army oh, well, of cats hey. hello uh would you rather breathe underwater or be able to climb walls I feel like even if you could climb walls, if you could breathe underwater, you could probably go a lot more places. You know what I'm saying? True. Like if you could travel as a fish in that essence, you'd be able to to get to like wherever. But if you could climb over walls, like what does that do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I am genuinely fearful of the ocean, so I even if I could breathe underwater, I would not go like deep enough to like fucking utilize it so i think i would go with climbing walls because like i don't know it could come in handy one day yeah i mean (laughs) honestly they're both advantageous but yeah i feel like i feel like if you could breathe underwater like man i'm just gonna swim and i love water i gotta be real yeah i love swimming it's fun uh what's the what's the best way to to deal with anxiety for me uh you know, let's go with the four two zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I I feel like yeah, that's that's the main thing. I try to. I think we're both getting blown up right now. It it be happening sometimes. There's always people trying to get a hold of us. Yeah, we're well, you know we're just like, like hey guys, come back to work. We're, we're, we're no re, <laughs> we're no Reba McIntyre's, but like we got people hitting us up yeah. sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Well, if I had kids, I'd love them and never stop. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god. But no, um, I feel you because like sometimes like sometimes smoking definitely calms me down and like helps me like just kind of like i guess like whatever the fuck i'm being anxious about or that's giving me that anxiety it kind of like lets me see it from a a more calm perspective yeah. and it like it, it makes me be like oh that's not even something to worry about why the fuck am i even like losing my mind yeah i mean i like other times it makes me fucking way worse and then i'm like god i'm like losing it now i like to sit and just like I, I'm an only child, okay? I have a half-brother and I have a half-sister, but I didn't grow up with them. And uh, I definitely loved the time when I would got to just be quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just, enjoy the silence. Yeah, and like, I know I just said Tara's weird for that, but I'm, I'm <laughs> saying we're both in the room and she's like <laughs> laying around. But like, yeah, I so one, when I have time for that, which is honestly super rare, I try to do that, but since I don't, you know, I just take a shortcut. <laughs> the old 420 highway. Yeah, I mean, it it helps, and and it's not even just like oh, we're being funny. Like it, li- yeah. like it's a it's a real thing. Yeah, that it's a like lot a of medicine, people do. you know. And like ever since, ever since I was a kid, I'd get worked up, you know, about things, and like you know, get real frustrated, like when you know something wasn't going right, or anxiety when i you know just thinking about life <laughs> yeah like ever oh, since yeah. i was young like i would let everything just weigh on me so it's it's nice to just try to empty your mind sometimes because sometimes all this those thoughts that you that you are thinking you're just feeding them to yourself you know and sometimes you're making yourself have this anxiety so if there's a way out for a second yeah you know, and then like what am i even upset about here you know <laughs> like this isn't even a big deal it puts it it puts it in better perspective yeah for, you. for sure uh which wrestler would you want to meet dead or alive um actually it's funny because me and berto were talking about this earlier and without a doubt sean michaels mm-hmm. um sean michaels again like talking about bill and ted earlier drawn personality I definitely drew personality from Shawn Michaels. And you got to think, I started watching wrestling in like 1990. Mm -hmm. So I saw the Rockers and I liked the Rockers. Then I saw Shawn turning on Marty Jannetty and I was like, oh no. And then I saw Shawn growing and growing and then I grew up and he just kept getting cooler and better. And, and like, you know, I was just like that, that's just a cool guy. And I, I connected with him. So to this day, he's definitely my favorite wrestler. Oh yeah! And if I got to meet him, I think that would be amazing. You know, just just to say, hey, I met you. I appreciate you, and I'm sure he gets that all the time. But still, you know, to me, it'll be significant. <laughs> no, for sure. I think, uh, I think for me, that would probably be Eddie Guerrero, uh, yeah. just because, I mean, he's literally one of the greatest wrestlers ever. For one, 
but also like growing up like and, i mean you're hispanic as well uh growing up there wasn't really that many like hispanic wrestlers that were like yeah stars true. or like yeah. or at least were taken seriously i mean like that obviously like in lucha that's a different thing but I, like i didn't grow up in mexico i didn't really wasn't exposed to lucha libre yeah until much later in life um, but seeing Eddie Guerrero, I was kind of like, oh, like, and, and Ray too. Like Ray was definitely, but I've met Ray. Like I've met Rhett May a couple, Rhett May. I've yeah, met I've Ray. Rhett May. I've Rhett May. Uh, I've <laughs> met Ray a couple of times. Uh, he's super fucking cool. Um, but no, Eddie, I just like, especially now, like if he was around still today, I feel like he would be really fucking, uh, in the same role that like, you know how R- William Regal is currently kind of like just this very fucking valuable, like person to kind of pick their brain and like and learn from like that that's just very i think about that a lot too yeah um, i mean man i those guys are heroes for sure mm-hmm. and you could tell just by the way they carry themselves that you know they, they were they the, would appreciate yeah you know? they were the real fucking deal uh last question here All right. and it's a good one let's go Baskin Robbins gives you the option to create your own themed ice cream. Mm, damn. What is it? This already sounds great. Um, Well, I feel like Baskin Robbins, my favorite flavor is, uh, <laughs> my favorite flavor at Baskin Robbins is Sherbert. Rainbow Sherbert for sure. For sure? For Sherbert? For Sherbert. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Uh, I think it would be cool if it was like, you know how like they have the limon paletas? Mm-hmm. Well, there's like, I mean, I'd be jocking, but there's like La Michoacana and they have uh scoop ice cream, but it tastes just like the paletas that they have. Oh, too. shit. Like it's, but it, you can get it in a cone or whatever. So I'd probably get a mango limon sherbet. Ooh, that sounds fucking good. It is. Cause that's, that's what I get out of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But then you can share that with the world. Yeah. Hey, and, and not only that, but I get it and they give me separate scoops, but if it was mixed, Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I feel like for me, uh, I like, I feel like it would have to be a purple ice cream, <laughs> but I would do At this point. <laughs> I would do. Cause my favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Oh yeah. And I also love, like, I don't know, like I've had I've had like lavender ice cream before, yeah, and it's really fucking. I'm thinking good. about that now. I'm like, so like maybe some sort of mixture of like a lavender mint ice cream with chocolate chips or cookie dough inside. That would be the shit. Yeah, man, I honestly love cookie dough too. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a go-to ice cream. <laughs> cookie yeah Cause, just cause, like, cookie doing anything even if you like didn't get toppings it's still gonna taste good you mm-hmm. know and it's like it's just in there already yeah for sure well i we got all of our fucking questions out of the way which was great we got a like a nice hefty uh yeah hefty load there from a nice hefty load uh, from yes. <laughs> from scrump thank shout you out for that. shout out scrump uh shout out scrump for that large load thank you for the large <laughs> load uh scrump uh will be back with uh more episodes of pwt cast oh nice uh coming soon so be on the lookout for that and as he's well. doing the family video too and he's doing family video I think trevor was with them last night yeah fuck that guy yeah i know <laughs> i you know 
Uh, they, yeah, they, the family video on the Patreon stuff. So uh, they do movie reviews. Uh, not even reviews. They just talk. They gush over movies that they like. Yeah. It's really good Which stuff. Which is cool. Go check that out. It's awesome. Um, speaking of plugs, usually at the end of the show here, I leave it wide open for you. Anything you want to plug, promote, talk about, anything at all, the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, again, thank you, Matt Nix, for letting me be on My Violet Tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know... Well, I'll say this to you real quick. First off, you're saying it to everybody. Oh, I'm saying this to you directly. I'm looking in your eyes. We're f- actually everybody. We're, we are nose to nose right we now. We are nose to nose. Oh, you had hot dogs. Oh, we both ate that pizza. That's right. Yeah, we did. <laughs> well, no. Um, just just like in music, you know, uh, there's just certain times where you open up to people. So I appreciate you, bro. Just want to say that. Appreciate you too, man. Um, and all I want to say is, you know, check us out. We're on Facebook. If you just type East Moon, uh, I think it's facebook.com slash we are East Moon. Uh, Instagram at we are East Moon. Twitter at we are East Moon. We have shit on YouTube. If you type East Moon Band, you'll probably see our logo. Uh, we have like a four song live set on YouTube for now. Our music, our five-song EP is in post-production. We'll be coming out with a music video for our single Long Drive in about a couple, maybe a month or so, I want to say. In between that, we're going to play Saturday, August 13th at the Crowbar for Nest Fest. Uh, October 20th, Golden Dagger. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's like a Halloween show. Fuck yeah. And uh, I think we're playing in November in Valparaiso, Indiana at this place called Franklin House with, uh, I forgot the name of the band. I'm sorry. But yeah, we have shows coming up. But most importantly, hit us up. We are East Moon at gmail.com to book shows. Again, at We Are East Moon on Instagram, Twitter. The name of the band is East Moon. Hence, We Are East Moon. Get a hold of us. We're down to book shows. We're down to write entrance music. There you go. <laughs> and myself personally, too. Like, you know, I love music, so uh, I like to take on music projects. So I'll throw that out there. If people have, you know, if you got your own podcast or, again, you're a wrestler or whatever, or, you know, uh, I've told this guy I'd like to be a manager. If you need a loud definitely. mouth, if you need a loud mouth by your side. I'll be right there. Obviously, I got to train, but, you know, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, that just keep in touch with us. Uh, you know, we seldom post, I'll admit, but once our music's out and once we're playing shows, you're going to see a lot. So just kind of keep tabs. And, uh, again, thank you for having me. And I uh, hope everybody was not bored out of their minds. <laughs> no, trust me. <laughs> I think the people, I feel like the, I always think about that too. I feel like you said about rambling and shit. Like yeah. I'm, I always be like, oh, I ramble too fucking much. But some people like that shit. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like yeah. if you're into that. Yeah. You know, yeah. People, I'm a rambler. People, hey, just keep on rambling. Ramble on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's something to zone out to for sure. I mean. I'll admit I'm not a huge podcast guy, but when I listen to podcasts, I'm not even thinking about what they're saying. I'm listening to the stories yeah. you know, as they come, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm in the conversation. So, hey, thanks for being here with us, you know? Thank you, guys. Uh, and also, 
you're going to throw me some music, some demo stuff that we're going to toss at the end of the episode here. Not the full song. You don't yeah. know, you guys get a little sneak peek, a little taste. You don't get not the whole everything. D. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Well, well pl- the only reason is because it's in post-production. So what I have is legitimate demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, it's the song we're going to be coming out with. And I'm, I'm sure people will enjoy it. I'm very proud of it. Excellent. So you guys are going to hear that right now. Thank you. 